the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. It's only a carnal level, not a spiritual level. God was not a factor at all in Lot's decision. God was not a factor at all in Lot's decision. Sometimes Christians make life decisions for themselves, for their family, for their future, where they're going to live, about their career, about taking a new job, without factoring God into the decision, really, at all. When you make decisions, do you factor the Lord in them? In today's message from Pastor Dan, he encourages you to do so. This might seem like a no-brainer, but many Christians will make very important decisions for themselves, their families, or for others, without ever going to the Lord in prayer. Pastor Dan urges you to take everything to the Lord in prayer. Even the smallest things bring God into the equation. Let Him guide your life by the power of His Spirit, not by your limited flesh and understanding. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 13 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Now, if you're like me, as you read this, you've got all kinds of alarms going off right now in your mind, and you're thinking, whoa, 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 Abram, wait a minute. This is kind of a bad idea, Abram. I mean, Lot could really take advantage of your generosity. I mean, you're giving Lot a blank check here, and Lot, Lot could choose the best land for himself and leave you with the terrible land for your flocks. He could really do you wrong in this deal. You don't want to leave yourself open like that. You don't want to leave yourself vulnerable like this, especially when it comes to dealing with your family and dividing up property with your family. That can go south pretty quickly. I mean, you know how it is dealing with your family, especially when property is involved. Or worse, what if Lot chooses the promised land that God intended to give to Abram. What if he claims the land of Canaan? Abram, you're, you're jeopardizing God's plan here by allowing Lot to make the choice. Abram, you're the patriarch of the family. You have the upper hand. You need to use that to your advantage. You need to make sure you get the best possible land for yourself, Abram. Don't give him that decision to make. What, what are you doing? Now, you know why Abram handles this thing this way because Abram trusted God. And that's such an important lesson for us. Abram trusted God. Abram generously defers to Lot, knowing God will take care of him no matter what happens, no matter what Lot chooses. Abram was confident in God, confident that nothing will stop God's sovereign plan for him. And here's the thing. 
when you trust in God like this, when you just live the life of faith and you trust God and you know God is in control of your life and you know God is in control of your future and that nothing can stop God's plan for you, you, there's a tremendous freedom. There's a tremendous uh, peace that comes with trusting God. It, it frees you up from all the worries and all the what ifs. What if he does this? What if he does that? Or what if this happens? Or what if that happens? It, it frees you up from all the cares. It frees you up from all the striving, right? Like you, some of you, you work with people that they're striving. They're striving to climb the ladder. They're striving for the next promotion. When you know that God has control of your life, and your future, you, you don't have to strive like everybody else. Because you can be confident that God will take care of it. And you're, you're free. You're free, man. You're just free to say, hey, like, you choose whatever you want to choose. And I'll, I'll be fine with it. Well, how, how can you be so casual about it? Well, because God's in control. I know that God's in control of my life. I'm not worried about how it's all going to play out. I know that he's got me. And I know his plan is going to come to pass. And so, yeah, you, you choose what you want. You do what you want. You, you, you can strive. You can kill yourself doing that. But I'm just trusting the Lord. You know, in the Psalms, in Psalm 139, listen to this. It says, every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Have you ever thought about what that verse is saying? Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. God has every day of your life, every day of my life, all written out in his book ahead of time before our life even began. He already had every moment mapped out for your life. Isn't that amazing? That it's all, it's all written He's in control. He's in control of your life. So, so we, don't, we don't have to worry about the future. We don't have to worry about the what ifs and strive and freak out and fear. And He's in control. So like Abraham, we can just be cool, right? And just, yeah, lot you choose. And I'll be, I'll be fine with whatever you choose. So, how did Abram resolve this conflict? He, well, first of all, he's the one who sought peace with Lot. He went after peace with Lot and he deferred to Lot on the decision. And that's a good example for us to follow when it comes to resolving conflict and resolving strife. You be the one that pursues peace with the other person, even if they're in the wrong, even if you have the, the, the right, you know, you pursue peace with that other person. And defer to the other person, just trusting the Lord, that the Lord's going to work it out and that the Lord is, is, is just going to bless your faith in that. So now we come to verse 10. So that's so you see how you see how Abram made a decision, just trusting the Lord and the decision. Now we come to verse 10 and we see how Lot made his decision. If you were to write a title over this next section in your Bible, you could call it how not to make a decision for your life. <laughs> this, is a, this is what you should not do, is what Lot does. You know, let me say, first of all, too, with Lot, it would have been appropriate for Lot to defer back to Abram in this, right? 
He's the patriarch. He's the elder. He's the uncle. They're there because God called Abram. It would have been appropriate for Lot to say, no way, absolutely, I refuse. You choose. You tell me what land you want me to live in. You choose the land. Abram, this is just, you know, I'm not taking no for an answer on this. You're the one who needs to make that choice, not me. But Lot, Lot was greedy. Abram was generous. Lot was greedy. <laughs> so verse 10, so Abram says, hey, you, you, can, you can choose. You know, you got the whole land before you. You choose what, what portion of the land you want. And Lot lifted up his eyes, starts looking around. Okay, well, what, what do I want to choose then? And he saw all the plain of Jordan. That would be along the Jordan River, just north of the Dead Sea. That it was well watered everywhere. And we have this little parenthetical statement, kind of a foreshadowing before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. It was like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. As you go toward Zoar, this land that he's eyeing now, it's down towards Zoar. Again, this is foreshadowing, too, because when Sodom and Gomorrah is destroyed, spoiler alert, if you don't know, Sodom is going to be destroyed. Lot is going to flee to Zoar. So he, he sees this land. And then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan and Lot journeyed east. Now journeying east in the Bible is quite often journeying away from God. Symbolically. So he's moving away from God as he's going east. And they separated from each other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan. And Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, which is outside of the land of Canaan. So Abram trusted God with this decision. Seemed a little risky. Seemed like it might have been jeopardizing God's plan. But guess what? Lot ended up choosing some land that was outside the land of Canaan. It all worked out. Isn't it amazing how it always works out? Have you noticed that in life? How often do we think, man, this is never going to work out. Or I'm going to die right here. We... You know, we've all thought that before, and then it works out. It worked out for him. So he chose the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan. Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain. He pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. So Lot made his decision, and I want you to note here how Lot made this decision. He made this decision for his life, for his family, for his future, where he's going to live, where he's going to settle down. He made this decision completely by sight. He doesn't pray. He doesn't seek the Lord for guidance. There was, there was nothing on the vertical for Lot. This decision for his life and his family and his future, it's all on the horizontal. It's all on the horizontal. Says he lifted his eyes. He saw the Jordan Valley. It was well watered. Uh, that means it was good land for raising sheep. A lot of grazing land. So he chose it for that reason alone. I'm a shepherd, and that is perfect land for shepherding. It's all on the horizontal. Notice he describes it as the land, uh, as the uh, like the garden of the Lord, or like the garden of Eden. So Lot looked at, looked at that land, the plain of Jordan. He thought, man, it's, man it's, it's just like the Garden of Eden. It's beautiful. The Garden of Eden was, was beautiful, but it was also a place of temptation and sin and failure. 
But none of that entered into Lot's mind. He just sees the beauty of it. Not, not the danger of it. And it says it was like the land of Egypt. They just left Egypt. You, you get the impression that Lot would have been happy to stay down in Egypt. He liked Egypt. And here this land, the plain of Jordan, it reminds him of, of Egypt. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Egypt was a place of compromise. Egypt was a place of deceit. Egypt was the place of Uncle Abe's biggest failure. But again, that that doesn't enter Lot's mind. He's not thinking that way. He sees it only on a human level. This decision is only on a human level. And if you're a shepherd and you're only thinking about being a shepherd and raising sheep, yeah, that's a great place. The plain of Jordan, that's a great place to go be a shepherd. It's only on a human level. It's only a carnal level, not a spiritual level. God was not a factor at all in Lot's decision. God was not a factor at all in Lot's decision. Sometimes Christians make life decisions for themselves, for their family, for their future, where they're going to live, about their career, about taking a new job, without factoring God into the decision really at all. And I, I, it grieves me the number of times over the years that I have talked to people that have said, hey, I got a new job. We're moving. And, and as you talk to them, you can tell they've made this decision solely on the horizontal. Because it was a great job opportunity or it was a big promotion or it was a lot more money or it was good for their career advancement or it's a really great town. It's really nice. They've always wanted to live in that area of the country or they've got great schools there or they've got this or they've got that. And there's, it's all horizontal stuff. And there's no mention of anything really vertical. And here's, here's usually, again, this is just the pastor's heart because I've seen it so many times. And when, when I ask, or sometimes they'll volunteer, they'll say, yeah, there's a lot of churches there too. Or yeah, there's a Calvary Chapel there. And they don't, but they don't, they don't bother to check. They don't bother to visit those churches or watch a bunch of services online first. It's like, well, yeah, there's churches there. And they make the decision really completely on the horizontal and not the vertical. Don't make life decisions solely on the horizontal. Because I can also tell you the number of people that have moved away and have contacted us and said, man, the church is here. 
they're not teaching the word. Or sometimes, you know, hey, Calvary Chapel here is so different. They're not really teaching the word at this church. Or we, we have visited, you know, six or seven churches. And we just can't find one that is preaching the gospel or teaching the word. There, there have been people that have gone out of our church that have moved into the Bible Belt, the buckle of the Bible Belt. And had a hard time finding a faith community once they got there. And they just assumed, hey, it's the Bible Belt. There's a church on every corner. And they make the decision completely on the horizontal. Don't make life decisions solely on the horizontal without factoring God into the decision. So what, do you, what are the questions you should ask when making this kind of decision? The vertical questions to ask when making a decision is, will this opportunity improve my relationship with God? If I move there, if I take that job, Will I grow closer in my relationship with the Lord or will my relationship with the Lord suffer? If you have family, will my family grow closer to the Lord if I go there, if I move there, if I take this job? Will my kids grow in the Lord or will they suffer spiritually as a result of this decision? Really, really, you need to investigate how the decision will impact you and your family spiritually. And allow that to be the biggest factor in your decision. And make your decision on the horizontal or on the vertical, not the horizontal. I'll give you a verse for that. Jesus put it this way. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. All what things? All the material things. All your material needs will be added to you. Jesus says, you seek first the kingdom of God. You make that the priority, the kingdom of God. And he, God, will take care of all of your material needs. A lot of Christians reverse that. They seek first the material things and they think, well, God, God will just be added to that. There's churches there. We'll find a faith community and all of that will work out. No, seek first the kingdom of God and then allow him to work out all the material needs. And, you know, fortunately for us, we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us to guide us. We've got the word of God, which is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We've got the body of Christ and the gifts of the spirit that work in the body of Christ. And people have, you know, uh, wisdom and knowledge that they can share and counsel that they can share with us. And all those things working together can help us determine and discern what God's will is for us and making a decision. So now, verse 12. Notice it says that Lot pitched his tent even as far as Sodom or just outside Sodom. He, he, he stops just outside Sodom because we're told in verse 13, because the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. We, he, he knew it was a sinful place. He knew it was a wicked place. And maybe he thought, well, if I just live outside of town on the outskirts of town, you know, I'll be insulated from all of the wickedness that is here. But but what we see with Lot, what happens to him is there's this slow progression into compromise with Lot. It, it says he, he, you know, he makes this decision solely based on the horizontal, just by sight, what looks good to his career as a shepherd. And then he moves 
to live near Sodom, a city that's known for its great wickedness and sin against the Lord. Then over in chapter 14, verse 12, we see Lot living in Sodom. He moves into the city. And then in chapter 19, verse 1, Lot is sitting in the city gate of Sodom, which means he had become a man of prominence and a leader in, in Sodom. And sadly, the worst, the worst part of Lot's story is we see that his kids have the morality of the Sodomites. His kids grew up in Sodom, and they, they act like people from Sodom, morally. It corrupted his family living there. But it was this slow compromise for Lot and his family. It was this one decision, making it just solely based on what is going to be best for his flock as a shepherd and moving closer and closer and closer until he's a leader in the city and he's got kids that are completely immoral. Now, verse 14, we're almost finished here. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now, look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward, for all the land which you see I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Once Abram obeyed the Lord and separated from Lot as he was supposed to, God spoke to him. It's as if God has been waiting for Abram just to finally obey what he commanded him to do to speak to him. And God speaks to him and God increases the promise he made to Abram, telling him that he will make his descendants as the dust of the earth too many to be numbered. Again, remember at this point, Abram's 75 years old. His wife is 65 years old. She's unable to have children. But, but God is doubling down on this promise now. Not just that he's going to have descendants, but they're going to be too many to be numbered. And then finally, verses 17 and 18, Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. And then Abram moved his tent and went and dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, which are in Hebron, And he built an altar there to the Lord. And Abram will spend most of his life in the promised land, living in Hebron, dwelling in a tent. Abram never built a building. He never really settled down and built a permanent building in Hebron. Here's why. Hebrews 11.9 says, By faith he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as a foreign as in a foreign land dwelling in tents for he was looking for the city which has foundations whose architect and builder is God God listen listen give me your attention God promised Abraham all of this land but Abraham didn't really care about the land so much so that he never really he never built a house he just continued to live in a tent Because he really wasn't interested in a home on this earth. Abram's heart was fixed on things above, not on the things of this earth. He he was looking for and longing for the city whose foundations, whose architect and builder is God. He was longing for heaven. Yeah, all the land's great. That's wonderful. What a blessing. But my heart is longing for heaven. And so is yours, right? Our heart is longing for heaven. And this world is not really our home. 
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. And we encourage you to keep reading on your own. As you go through Genesis, it's important to not lose sight of the bigger picture of God's plan. You get some valuable insights into God's character through this book and how He interacts and intercedes with those He's created. Would you like to listen to more teachings from this series or explore other message series from God's Word? If so, visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you every time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We also want to encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your walk with the Lord. It's important to spend time in fellowship with other believers. The body of Christ functions best together, after all. If you're ever in or near the Columbia, Maryland area, We'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Visit calvaryec.com to find directions and get more information about joining us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. That's all we have time for today. Tune in next time to continue this study in Genesis right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.